Welcome to the Theo 101 Pop Culture Smackdown Kingdom Edition. <laughs> You're really getting fancy Ooh, with I love that little that, that little that little downturn where it was like that little move right there. I love it. I love it. Classic. Yep. I'm sure the students all do too. Classic Smackdown warm-up music. Yep. We are we are going to have an epic battle in the week of Kingdom about prophecy. <laughs> okay. Here's okay. What is the topic? The topic this time that is being debated is this. Are there prophets today in the biblical sense? Do they exist? Do they exist? Should Christians operating in the world today expect for there to be people in the role of prophet? Yes. Is that a thing? Are prophets a thing is really the way we're, we're phrasing this. This is a really fun time. Any time is a fun time to be talking about this topic oh, yeah. because people are always asking and trying to answer this devout Christians on both sides of this question mm -hmm. um, are interested in the idea of, is there a prophet? Does prophecy exist? Does God speak in this way into the world? Are we going to edit out me coughing here? I think I don't just... think we can. Do we have the fancy? Well, we can. I just, I don't want to take the time to do that. Yeah. I think well, we have to I think, it. I think it's just like maybe God is speaking I, through the coughs. <laughs> I'm choking. Are on, you okay? I'm choking on water. Sad is can the, the question for today can brian doke drink a glass of water in a normal way like a human being we know the answer <laughs> know the, the answer is no <laughs> not yet the already the not yet it's the not yet that's the not yet but i will later yep okay so are there prophets today in the biblical sense what is the artifact okay dr Payne, i have an artifact to propose please to you. Can share I, can I share one yep it's an article in the washington post major newspaper mm -hmm. the article is from March 17th, 2020, the article is titled, This is Not the End of the World According to Christians Who Study the End of the World. And the article begins like this. Chuck Pierce's son was concerned, like a lot of other people looking out on a world of ransacked grocery stores and canceled sports seasons and eerie lines of people standing six feet apart from one another. So he asked his dad, quote, is this the end of the world? That's a question you can ask when you have a dad who calls himself an apostolic prophet and leads a prophetic ministry. Quote, no, said Pierce, who is based in Corinth, Texas. The Lord's shown me through 2026, so I know this isn't the end of time. Get it? If he's been shown. Right, right. Um, so, and, and he certainly be, wouldn't be the first person to have those types of claims. Right. And so, and there's another, um, there's another quote, and they go to another person. Quote, if a person were just completely ignorant about what the Bible says about the end times, they may think it's right now. They may think this right now. This is it, said Jeff Kinley, a writer of books on biblical prophecy who lives in Harrison, Arkansas. So the article is profiling several people who um, may claim to be prophets or have prophetic words today to distribute or to purvey um, in society. So they're clearly, so the artifact tells us there are clearly people out there in our society who are claiming to be prophets. Some church groups even have formal roles of prophet um, and certain ways of talking about that. So it's clear that there are certain Christian groups who really do believe strongly as part of their faith commitment that we do have prophets today. They might not think of it like in terms of the end of the world or, or it could be configured in many different ways. But there are also Christians clearly who think that maybe this is not not the way to go about things, that there it's just too, a stretch too far, which is why we can debate the question. 
I knew you were reaching for the, I tried. the, <laughs> the computer I keyboard. I reached for it and I did it, but I didn't actually have GarageBand Wah. up. It has to be up with the keyboard up. Otherwise, you did when great. I click you did it, great. it's not there. You did great. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, well, what do you, before, we, before we get into this, before we flip the coin. Yes. What do you think is at stake in this debate? Like, what's, what is at stake theologically, historically, personally for Christians about whether or not this is true or not? Yeah. Okay. I think broadly speaking... It's a question about God's activity in the world. Mm. Like, how does God act? Mm-hmm. And that, and, and so you might think that God is directly involved in the world and speaking through human beings in a particular way. Mm-hmm. Or you might think that God is um, less directly involved in. Or you might think that God works in one way through time and then not in another way. So mm-hmm. like it, groups like the the group that you just mentioned that have this idea about prophecy as directly related to the end of time mm-hmm. are often like the scholarly word for that is like chiliastic groups where they think that this particular season of time mm-hmm. known as like as the millennium. Um, a thousand year reign of God mm-hmm. um, that's talked about in the book of Revelation, but it's like a particular take on the book of Revelation. Those groups tend to define prophecy in a particular way. Mm-hmm. So those ones are really interesting to me because in our particular cultural context, um, they're very common. Like mm-hmm. Americans really like kiliastic prophecies mm-hmm. <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. Right. Do you think, I mean, do you recognize anything from the Old Testament in that kind of claim you're an old testament scholar well maybe i mean it's i I think i think this gets us into the debate really which is like what i mean some of this is going to be about terminology and 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 as i think we've discussed earlier in the week's materials it's not always that biblical prophets are always predicting the future right you know that's right in fact when i when i've taught in the past like in in different contexts just like intro to the bible and i've got a smaller group of students and we go through it like that's one thing I often hit very, very strongly right away is like the biblical definition of prophecy is not predicting the future. Right. That's something that a prophet may do or may not do. It may be that a prophet sometimes is just saying, if woe you, is you. Woe right? is you. If you continue, I'm not predicting the future. I'm predicting your future based on your exact behavior right now. Right. You know? Right. I think in a popular imagination, the image of a prophet is one who sees, like, it's almost like, I think we'd want to caution in a Christian sense against seeing prophecy only like Nostradamus or like a crystal ball or something. Right. That it gets into that kind of stuff, which certainly might be more romantic, might be more sexy to think about a prophet doing stuff like that. But I don't think that that's that's not a that's not a strict biblical definition of a quote prophet. Yeah, I think, you know, for our students who are really into this kind of like ancient mythology thing, just just like the Christian versions of God are often sort of mashed together with ancient Greek or Roman ideas of like God with a lightning bolt, you know, like there are, are other cultural um, ideas that go into something like the, the person of God, mm-hmm. or in this case, like kind of occult type ideas about like third eye, right. you know, like right. that are, are not necessarily a part of right. like tradition, not a part, maybe not even be a part of the Bible, certainly not a part right. of like traditional um, that's right definitions so, yeah. well we get a lot of mixing and you know we're, we're we're just people we get confused a lot too and sometimes we don't always know where concepts come from so there's a lot of variety a lot of variety i think it keeps it fun keeps, keeps it, it fun. fun okay okay coin toss okay so the pro the, the argument for pro is yes there are prophets today in the biblical sense yep 
And the con is, no, there are not prophets today in the biblical sense. That's the argument. That's yep. the pro and the con. Simple. 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 This is a simple one, people. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Okay. So, all right. I will I have... will toss the coin. You call it. Okay. Right, do you want to, Do you want to toss it and call it? I've, you've been tossing Oh, yeah, that's I've been true. Calling. Do you trust me, I guess? Well, are you going to toss it? Do you want me to? Yeah, sure. Go for okay. it. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pick tails. It's tails. All right. Tails never fails. Okay, I'm going to pick the one that I know is right. It's the pro. Oh. No, just kidding. Remember, we don't reveal what we actually think until the very end. So I'm going to take the pro Dr. Payne position. arguing for the pro, me arguing for the con. Your time begins. Now. <laughs> yes, I'm going Yes, dear students, it is my job to convince you that there are truly prophets today that God speaks in the world through prophecy. And here, this is a really simple argument. And this is based on the traditional definition of prophecy that we talked about earlier in the week, which is the idea of a prophet as being someone who speaks God's truth to those in power. Is there still God's truth in the world? Certainly. Are there still people in power? Yes, I think that's true. Then we need them and we still see them. I think the classic, um, this is a cliche at this point, the classic American prophet that many people, like historians of the early twenty or of the twentieth century, will say that Martin Luther King Jr. I know he's he's a cliche for a reason because he was a prophetic voice using the words of the scripture itself to call the American people into account that they had fallen short of the high ideals that God um, sets out for Christians. So we need to be reminded um, as a big group of people, like what God expects of us, of how our affections ought to be oriented. We need to be able to feel for the poor, even though we live in a society that doesn't value the poor. And we need to be able reminded that God wants us to take action and protect the poor, even if it's inconvenient. We need to be able to intervene on behalf of foreigners, a category of people that God cares about deeply, according to the scriptures, and then intervene on their behalf. So prophets are the people who do that work they still exist. It's important that they still exist. Are there false prophets? Yes, but there are false prophets in the biblical narrative too. We need to be on the lookout for them, which means that we need to always be like looking back to the scriptures and comparing what people say to the scriptures. Are people fond of creating cockamamie versions of prophecy? Certainly. I mean, the world would be boring without that. But does that mean that the category of prophet doesn't exist? No, 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 no. Ultimately, in Acts 2, it says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. And it says a lot of other things. Um, That is most most people, like Christian theologians and church historians, would argue that that is like the, the birth of the church and prophecy is inherent to like the church existing in the world. So I would argue, yes, certainly. Maybe the wacky stuff, not so much. But maybe even that. You still have 30 seconds. I do? Okay, okay. I would, you know... The note about the wacky stuff. Yes, there are certainly some very strange people with very strange websites. And you could just Google, I am a prophet, and probably find all kinds of really wacky stuff. I'm a prophet. But I would argue that some of the prophets in the Bible days were also very strange. And God asked them to do really strange things and wear strange clothes and take on like strange lifestyle and like do really weird things in order to make a point. So maybe those very, very strange people are actually mouthpieces of God. We just need to be open to it. And scene. And your time is up. Perfectly timed. <laughs> well done. Okay. I did my best. You did your best and it was good. 
but uh oh here it it's comes time for the con uh oh here we go tell me when okay and now okay so the bible is a template for our lives we look to it for our categories for our for faith but it's a template in particular ways and we can't just be naive about taking biblical categories and just kind of smack slapping them down upon our lives today things have changed and even within the bible we see change in the, the way terms work and the way we should understand things. Um, you might say, well, okay, if we're to live out a biblical life and there are prophets in the Bible, why wouldn't we have prophets today? Well, okay, analogy. They had kings in the Bible. Should we have kings today? Oh. We have different kinds of roles and different ways of talking about these things. Here's something I think that is important to understand about scripture. The biblical period was, for lack of a better technical term, special. God worked in some different special and extreme ways in the Bible that a Christian today would reasonably not expect God to always work today. Um, and we could get into all kinds of examples, and this taps into a much bigger debate about God's activity in the world today, like what kinds of miracles should Christians really be expecting? Should you expect to like raise people from the dead? Like if you're at a funeral, should you be trying to raise the person from the dead at the funeral? Mm. Um, should we be looking to part seas, so, you know, like in the book of Exodus, so that we can get across? Clearly, just because something happened in the Bible doesn't mean it just happens today or happens with any regularity. Now, here's the problem with this category of the prophet. Who's speaking for God and, and even predicting the future in these extraordinary ways today. Who gets to say? People have claimed to have these abilities or these callings or these positions. It doesn't always go so well. Dr. Payne already rightly mentioned the kind of variety of characters, to put it euphemistically, that often <laughs> claim these titles. Not naming names here, but there's a long list of self-appointed prophets who have swindled people out of money, made false and unbiblical claims. And yes, you could say, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, which is a very weird metaphor, but yeah. um, don't, don't do that. <laughs> no one does that anyway. No one does that anyway, but don't do that. Just like, you know, but who do you really have left? Like, what is the actual content here? here. We do need people speaking truth to power. Very true. And we have that, but they're not prophets in the biblical sense. They're only prophets in a very loose sense that we sometimes use the term, like kind of calling like someone a brilliant or a genius. Like, oh, you know, you're such a genius. It's like, well, we don't mean a technical genius, like in the sense of an IQ. So I think also by, by calling people prophets today in a biblical sense, we're, we're kind of, we're running a danger of investing a human voice as God's actual voice, which borders on idolatry. Imagine someone standing up and talking for God today in the first person like biblical prophets do. I mean, Isaiah's like, thus says the Lord, I will tear this down. I mean, in the first person, we'd be suspicious of a person talking like that today. And we'd be right to be suspicious because 30 seconds. Um, that sort of thing is, you know, if you're saying, God said da 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 and God did not say that thing. Like what does that mean you're doing? Like that's blasphemy. Like that's that's idolatry. Like that's that's like as bad as you can do in terms of sin. So I I think today we don't really have the validating structures that can make this make sense, or at least many Christians don't. Um uh, so again, who gets to say who is a prophet? We could say it in, in the abstract, of course, there should be prophets speak truth to power, speak for God. Okay, but who? Who's actually doing that? In the Bible, we have these spectacular narratives. We have a, a kind of like a, there's a way God's doing this. But today, who is doing this? I ran out of time okay, there. But, okay, I ran out of time okay. there, but I think I got the point across. Okay. Yeah, you did. You did. You did okay, staying in the persona for five minutes, yep. let us discuss. Here's a good point I thought you made. Okay. You made a great point about, okay, don't. Yeah, there are some people, like when we think prophet, if you're against the idea, you might think like someone with crazy hair who's like standing on a street corner right. and who's maybe not, you know, totally on the up and up. 
Um, but that doesn't mean, you know, you're, you're right. There are false prophets in the Bible. That's a, that's an important sure. category in scripture. The book of Ezekiel, for example, has uses the false prophet as a category over against which the prophet Ezekiel, the true prophet says his message. And so I thought that was a good point. So saying merely that some prophets are false prophets doesn't mean that all prophets are false prophets. Well, I thought you brought up, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I do want to note that I also said that even some of the very strange people might not be totally wrong. That's right. You know, that's right. Um, but I want to say you, you brought up a really good point and I thought you had me there, like the jugular point, which was <laughs> the idea that it is a category that belongs in a particular era, because what yeah. I thought you were going to say, and I was like, Oh no, he has me. Is that? <laughs> but now you're going to do it to yourself. I'm going to do it to it myself, yeah. which is that prophets were like there was an office. It was like right. a, a profession right. that was directly related to the people of Israel. And are we Israel? Certainly not. Right. right? Well, I think I, I did. I did that point badly at the end. I was kind of groping for it, where I was saying, "Who is it? Under what structure exactly would someone?" Yeah, be you did. A and I, I thought, yeah. I thought you were being just like kind of kind and not really going there. Cause I think that mm. that's a really, really important mm. point, which is mm. that, yeah, like the idea of saying that there are prophets in a biblical sense sort of implies the nation of Israel mm -hmm. to me at least. Okay. But now on the attack, Martin Luther yes. King, sure. We could call him a prophet. Um, we could call <laughs> kinds of people prophets. Like, don't you think you're using the term a little too loosely? Are you using it exactly like a biblical, like they would use that term in the Bible? Well, if I'm talking about the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah, I actually think that he is, I, I chose him actually pretty carefully because he was, his his message was so closely aligned with the traditional prophetic messages. Like Dr. King really enjoyed using the book of Amos, for example. Mm -hmm. And so his message was so, so he, he had a um, ton of theological education. It really shows very brilliant um orator and also writer and theologian and he himself carefully chose that uh those texts so i actually think yes i think he is somebody there are a lot of folks who you could say well no not really because they don't match up super well um he doesn't use the kind of apocalyptic like um you know god's gonna bring lightning bolts at mm -hmm. some point you know on tuesday september whatever right. you know so i think yeah to me now okay I'm going to go on the offense for you mm. when your point about who is speaking for God. Whoa. Okay. Here's what I thought. Of. <laughs> I thought of, yes, that's true. That's right. That is a good point. That's a good question. But who is like, what is the presence of God on earth right now, except for the church, right? The church. So sure. the church is literally supposed to be the body of Christ, supposed to be, the, you know, speaking the, the words of God. It's risky. Certainly. It's risky. Well, I think, I just think that that boundary, just to say like God is saying to you, I mean, I think for a lot of Christians to say, here is scripture. Yeah. Here's what God is saying to the church. Like you can read that and like, okay, Dr. King in the famous speech quoted Amos wonderfully, but he's, he's quoting a prophet. He's sure. drawing on the prophetic tradition. Your argument is that in fact, he's not only drawing on it, but that he the, is he, in he's fact, embodying, uh, the he's embodying in a part of it. Um, I mean, I, like, let's look at what he did, right? He consulted with presidents. He, like, he he spoke out for a particular, like, an oppressed category. Right. And was sort of, it was the figurehead for, like, for the concerns of, of Scripture. That's why I was I like, mean, I think he, he actually, you can make the strongest case the, for him. The civil rights movement was the right movement and the right message. It was God's will and, in my opinion, as a Christian. And so I'm all on board for all of that. But 
Um, I guess like and there were a lot of people saying that like was everyone who is saying that sort of things is anyone who says a correct message a prophet like am I a prophet when um, I tell my kids they have to go to bed at a particular time and it's really good for them but they're no, like no. like I'm speaking a true message um, maybe I'm not speaking it to power okay but I I don't know it's just I, I like the point about connecting it for my for my point here to biblical Israel like in the biblical sense like you think about like Elijah calling a drought like standing up in the king's face and being like um, you know, Dr. King was, was a politician, you know, as well. He was well, a pastor. No, no he, he was, was a pastor. He was a politician. <laughs> he was a political advocate. He was an activist. He was an activist, sure. but like he wasn't doing miracles. Did he hold elected office? Um, okay. So he wasn't, you know, leading Israel out of the Exodus, like through the Red Sea party. I mean, there, there's, there are special things that are associated with Israel's prophets. Well, here's, okay. Now I'm going to argue against what I thought was your strongest <laughs> point, which is, yeah. Do we like where does the presence of God reside now? According to Christian tradition, mm-hmm. like, do we go to Jerusalem? Like, are you know, is it in Israel? Yeah. No, actually. And does the spirit of God reside in the temple? Like all the the mechanisms that would create the role of the prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, like we we've talked about this earlier in the course, the old like the, the Israel's leadership kind of trifecta, the prophet, the priests, the right, king. Right. Like all, all of those folks don't actually exist in the same way according to Christian tradition because mm. the spirit is poured out on everybody. Right. Right. So I think that that sort of changes the, the office of the prophet. Mm-hmm. So even if you think that maybe what if it's this, what if it's because the spirit is like poured out into onto every believer, mm-hmm. then like anyone at a certain point in time could potentially take on like the the role of prophet, it's, even if it's not right. like their profession. It's a radical democratization of the idea, such though that the term almost could become meaningless potentially. Well, students, if you agree with Dr. Doak, then you might agree with that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Re- the real the real reveal, Dr. Payne. What do you actually think about this? Oh wow! I think it's it's a shame that there are people who denigrate the the prophetic um voice of god in the world because i think it makes it harder to believe that god is actually calling people out mm-hmm. to speak important truths mm-hmm. from god mm-hmm. so i actually think that prophecy still happens and that prophets do exist but i think kind of similar to the way they worked in the scriptures a lot of times people don't recognize it while mm-hmm. it's happening mm-hmm. i think it's something that you look to the past to kind of see what yeah. do you think oh that makes sense <laughs>